This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Let the experts at Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it when you need great health care coverage at a price you can afford. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947 with Amy Wells. I'm Mike Keith. It is Thursday, January the 20th. The Titans have completed their quote-unquote practice week. They have a walkthrough tomorrow. Injury report has just come out. Only guy on it who is questionable is Tier Tart. Mike Vrabel declares nobody out. The Titans do not make Derrick Henry active today. Mike Vrabel intimating that that decision, that transaction, whatever you want to call it, would come tomorrow. Derrick Henry practiced again today. Yep, he practiced again today, so another good sign. We've seen him participate in practice all week, which is great in terms of what that could mean for his recovery, his return, all of that. But we're not going to know for sure until tomorrow. And we say it this way just because of the protocol with the technicalities involved in it. The Titans have to take him off the injury list, and they have to put him back on the active roster. They do have a space right now with Greg Maben going on the reserve COVID-19 list. The Titans are at 52 so they do not have to cut somebody to make Derrick Henry part of the roster by 3 o'clock Central tomorrow. They don't have to do it tomorrow because the 21-day window goes into next week, but they would have to do it tomorrow if they want him to play Saturday at 3.30 against the Cincinnati Bengals. Right, he's got to be on the team to play against the Bengals. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. And again, trending in that direction, feeling like that that's the way it's moving, but until it's official... Yes. It's not official. Right. So that is the update from here. Kind of a quiet day on a very cold and cloudy day in Nashville. Probably a lot like what Saturday afternoon is going to be like at Nissan Stadium. Yes, the sideline reporter in me is not super excited. I think it's going to be a very cold afternoon, evening, but no precipitation expected as of right now. Same with winds. They're not supposed to be anything extremely impactful like they are right now like they are right now yeah so less wind more just cold so bundle up if you're coming to the game and consider yourself lucky that you're not one of the guys that has to kick one of those very cold footballs absolutely yeah all right so today's edition of the otp as we had asked otpqs your questions for us that you submitted at tennesseetitans.com slash otpq and if you're question is selected, you will receive a Finish the Deal t-shirt from our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Visit fbhp.com. The t-shirts are awesome. They are awesome. They are long sleeve. Which is even better. It's cold. Mine has already been taken from me by a member of my family. I had one. I was excited. Oh, is this for me? Sure, yeah, this was for you. No, you just say no. You say no. (laughs) If you're a married guy, you say, oh, yeah, I I brought this home for you. This is why you marry someone who cannot steal your clothes. Well, that's fair. There you go. That's absolutely fair. called strategy, Mike Keith. All right, Amy Wells, you have uh, selected the questions. Let's roll. 
I have. And if you hear your question asked here on the OTP, watch your email. And if you submitted a fake email for whatever reason, you're not going to get a shirt. So the joke's on you. Whoops. All right. Let's roll. This is Keith from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He says, as we anticipate Derrick Henry's royal return, I think that's clever, do we expect that he will carry most of the load in the run game? I've been impressed with what the Titans have done with Foreman and Hilliard during his absence. How do you expect the Titans to incorporate the three of them into the offense moving forward? I think all three will be used. I think you'll see everybody be included in the strategy, in the overall package, How the carries get divided up, I think, is determined by how the game flows and Derek getting into a flow. Again, with the caveat, he is activated. Assuming he is activated, I I think you you have to get a feel. I I don't think the health thing is going to be a big issue. I don't think the foot thing is going to be a big issue. I don't think the contact thing is going to be a big issue, but there's a feel to it. We saw Foreman and Hilliard need some time to get that right? Mm-hmm. That that took them a while before they sort of got in that rhythm. Henry's kind of got to get back into that rhythm. How quickly he does, I think, determines how much of the load he carries and how does the game unfold. But I think the answer that I can give right now is I think all three will play. Justin from Moosup, Connecticut? Moosup, perhaps? Haven't been there. Yeah, I don't know, but it sounds like it's lovely He's this getting time a long-sleeve T-shirt from Farm Bureau Health Plan. <laughs> he sure is. And he probably needs it in Connecticut. Yeah, it's probably chilly there. A lot of people are saying the Titans' run game has kept rolling without Derrick Henry, and from a yards-per-game perspective, they seem to be right. Do you think that this is due to lighter boxes with the crew of fill-in backs, more or less? Do you expect Derrick Henry returning will mean more stacked boxes and more room for receivers to operate? Dave McGinnis says we have not really seen less stacked boxes. He says that overall, in, in terms of what his film study has shown, we've continued to see much the same thing. Now, is it... 70% instead of 80%, I don't know. But he feels like that that's been part of it. So, yeah, I mean, I I think he's going to attract that sort of attention, but it doesn't feel like, based on what Coach Mack has studied and seen, that it's going to be tremendously different. I'm going to give you one more question about the run game, and then we're going to move on because there are lots of other questions as well. good. Neil from Huntsville, Alabama says the Titans run a lot of heavy personnel and have used it to overpower opponents all year, even though they've had so much turnover due to injuries. Now that they have an almost fully healthy team due to the extra rest, how will this benefit the run game specifically? And then he also put, by the way, I'm an extra large, <laughs> which I appreciate. That away. He included his shirt size. That away. Uh, <laughs> Neil, I think what you're going to see is they're going to run – multiple personnel packages to try to drive the Bengals crazy because guess what? They can. Because they've had to use all of these different things, they figured out this works. They figured out that doesn't work. And what they like, I I think you're going to see three wides. I think you're going to see three tights. I think you're going to see two backs. I think you're going to see – I mean, I think you're going to see all sorts of things, which is the most exciting part of this – is that the Titans have thrown out of three tight ends. They've run out of three tight ends. They've thrown out of three wides. They've run out of three wides. 
you know, Todd Downing has a lot of things open to him at this time. So, yeah, I think you'll continue to see the heavy personnel in certain circumstances because the Titans have had some success with it. This is from Rhonda from Lehigh, Utah. Wow. I know. She says, I love the podcast being in Utah. It's great to get some Titans talk. Utah chapter. There you go. I've been a longtime Oiler and now Titans fan, and there's a lot of excitement about Derrick Henry coming back, and it's huge news. But do you think that when the Titans were missing A.J. Brown, that had a bigger impact on the Titans' offense? won't say a bigger impact because it's hard to overrate what Derrick Henry means, but – as big? Yeah, I do. I mean, the Titans are 11-2 and two with A.J., and they're 1-3 and three without him. I think he makes a big difference because he stretches the field. I think people are afraid of him because he's 6 feet, 230 pounds, and if he catches any pass and gets his feet going, he can take a 10-yard catch and go 70 yards. And I think he's the number one receiver. I think he is a big-time playmaker. And so much like Derek, I, I think he's a focal point. So, sure. I mean, I think the four games he's missed, it has been huge. Well, I say it's bigger than Derek, I won't. Some might. But it, the Titans took a little time to figure out the running back thing. It took them some time. Going and finding another receiver like A.J., uh, <laughs> hard to do. Very hard to do. Speaking of receivers, this is from Jacob on Twitter. Julio and Ryan Tannehill seem to be slightly out of sync for parts of this year. What do you expect to see from them in the postseason to build off their momentum? I think what we saw in the Houston game. I think they are getting on the same page. I think they are getting comfortable. I think back to Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, I think he's figuring out the best way to use Julio. I think Julio is more healthy and feels better about doing more things. So, yeah, I think that relationship's going to grow. You know, we asked Julio that question. I said, how close are you? He's close. You heard it right here on the OTP. So, I think that has made a bit of a difference because when you, when you miss practice time, it, over a period of time, it tends to show up in the games. Maybe not, maybe not every once in a while, but – when you have, you know, you miss most of training camp and then you, you know, you come back and you have an injury that takes you out for a while and then you're gone for a while on injured reserve. I mean, it has to make a difference when this is your first year with the team. You know, it's funny because when AJ and Tannehill are together, remember they worked a lot in 2019 before Tannehill was the starter. Ferkser worked a lot with Tannehill in 2019 before he was the starting quarterback. And so you could see them just sort of pick up. Well, Julio's never had that with him. But, hey, if you're going to get it, now's a great time. Right, I agree with that. TJ from Vicksburg, Mississippi asks – I've been there. Have you? That's where Malcolm Butler's from. Do you know where the Dairy Queen is there? I do. Oh, of course you do. No, I don't. He Why? knows where the Dairy Queen is in every city in America. Yes. All right. How much pressure is on the Titans offense to start fast after they struggled for the first quarter in several games this season? Huge. Titans have had 17 points on 17 first drives this year. Hmm. Not great. Not great. Not great. Two touchdowns. One field goal. They've had two turnovers. They've had as many turnovers on first drives in ball games that they have touchdowns. 
And I think a fast start, anytime in the playoffs that you can get the lead and put the pressure on the other team, it's a big deal. I think it's a huge factor. You know, in the Miami game, it was, was one of those things that the third possession, the Titans improved field position both of their first two after the punts, and then they only had to go, what, 45 yards for the first touchdown? So sometimes it's not necessarily the first possession, but I think in the playoffs the first possession is even more important. The other thing, too, about these guys they are playing, the Bengals are great – with possessions at the end of the half, they're in the top five in the league in points at, in possessions at the end of the first half and number two in the league in points when they get the ball to start the second half. So be good to be ahead of the Cincinnati Bengals going into the last two minutes of the first half or if they get the ball to start the second half. Hmm, that's an interesting stat. Getting the lead in postseason in any sport Amy, getting the lead is a big deal. Getting the lead in the World Series is a big deal. Getting the lead in the Stanley Cup Finals is a big deal. It's just when when you have an edge, doesn't guarantee you of anything, but it just changes your dynamic. And it's like the team that gets the lead can relax a little bit and then just play. The team that's behind suddenly is under a little more pressure. And then if it becomes 14 to nothing, then there's a lot of pressure. Well, then that leads me into this question. This is from Len in Smithville, Tennessee. I've been to Smithville. Of course you have. What will be the biggest difference in this ballgame outside of the turnovers? Touchdowns in the red zone. I think that's what it comes down to is when you get a chance to score, you've got to put it in the end zone. And listen, I think the Bengals are probably going to move the ball. They move the ball on everybody. The thing for the Titans is can you get them off the field on third down, but can you make them kick field goals? And I I think that's what it's going to come down to is red zone. Because, like I said, when you're playing Joe Burrow with all of these weapons and with Mixon as the running back, I mean, it'd be great if you could hold them to three points, but you're probably not going to. The key is if they get in your red zone five times like they did last year, you can't let them score four touchdowns. You, I mean, you just cannot let that happen. And that, that to me, is the big thing. And then on the flip side, if you're the Titans, you got to put it in the end zone. Well, that leads me to my next question here, talking about all of the weapons that the Bengals have on offense. This is from Drew in Nashville, Tennessee. With Christian Fulton's familiarity with Jamar Chase, do you think we'll see him follow Chase all game? I think this is Christian Fulton's chance to make a name for himself on the national stage. That's not generally what the Titans do. They don't generally, pardon the pun, chase. <laughs> like that? Yeah, that's good. That's not been their modus operandi. Maybe that's what they go with in this situation, but they – you know, the only matchups that I've seen that they've done that way is when they've brought Dane Crookshank in to go at a tight end. But that, you know, in, in this defense, that has not been the way the Titans have gone. So I don't think so. You know, that's just me. I could be wrong. Charlie from Wichita, Kansas says, we all know about that scary passing attack from Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about their offensive line and how they match up against our defensive line. Could be a big advantage for the Titans. The Titans' defensive line matches up well 
with a lot of the remaining offensive lines in the playoffs. This one has lost some parts and has had some guys dinged up at times and has had some turnover and has allowed over 50 sacks this year. So, I mean, it could be advantageous. Now, last year, November 1st, 2020, they started four backups and the Titans didn't sack, did not sack Joe Burrow one time. So, a lot of times that on-paper stuff is worth the paper it's written on. Sawyer in Waynesboro, Tennessee. Who is your Titans MVP? Sawyer's is Danico Autry due to his presence helping create a much more effective pass rush and which has bettered the defense overall. That's Sawyer's choice. Who is yours, Mikey? I'm not going to say because I, that gets me in trouble. Bad. I will say I think Sawyer's choice is excellent. Danico Autry was a great free agent signing. He is a Swiss Army knife in terms of what he does up front, play any position, plays outside linebacker. Love him. Loves Love the way he plays the game. Could I say he's the MVP over Big Jeff? No. Could I say he's the MVP over Harold Landry? No. Could I say he's the MVP over Kevin Byard? No. Could I say he's the MVP over, you know, put it in another name? I I don't think you can do that. I can't do that because those guys will come find me. That's true. Uh, And they're really big. Yeah. But I love his choice in terms of Danico Autry because I think it's a very inspired choice, and I'm so glad he's on our football team. James from Fort Worth, Texas asks, with the Titans getting a bye week for the first time since 2008, how do you think the players will play after the extra time off? Sometimes there have been teams in the past who have come out flat, right. but I don't think Mike Vrabel will allow that. Mike Vrabel teams are 8-0 after extra rest. All right. After a bye or a mini bye or whatever, they're 8-0. So I don't think that'll have any factor in it in terms of what they have. I think it helps this team because of how dinged up they've been. And I was looking at, you know, some of the ages. I mean, you're talking about Danico Autry. He's almost 32. Taylor Lewan's 30. Roger Saffold's almost 34. Julio Jones is almost 33. Ryan Tannehill's 33. The Titans have several key players who are over 30 years old. Jackrabbit Jenkins is 33. You know, you kind of go on and on that way. And so I think it's more advantageous for the older players who are so key to have the rest and Derrick Henry to have one more week to get ready than it is to be worried about being flat or, you know, anything like that. I I don't worry about that. If the Titans don't win this ball game, it won't be because they were flat. Corey from the Twitter machine says, how does this Titans team compare to the other Titans number one seeds in 2001 and 2008? Totally different. Totally different team. 2000 team was primarily a defensive team. Offense, I mean, if if they got to 14 points, they felt great about things because their defense could shut them down. The 2008 team was a ball club that started 10-0 and was just this red-hot machine and then they finished up 3-3, three and three, and we, we kind of felt pretty good about them going into the playoffs, but there was a little apprehension because they shut it down for the Indianapolis game and lost badly, and then they had a week off, and then they got ready to play Baltimore, and Baltimore was always scary, and 
it's a totally different field. This club's had to work hard for everything it's had. There, there's never been anything easy. Nobody has ever thought they were the obvious number one. As a matter of fact, ESPN this week says, you know, that they're the most unimpressive number one seed since 1983 or something like that. You know, which is – I think that's where I read that. But totally different. This ball club – on paper, this ball club does not look like a number one seed because – this ball club has very rarely had all of its pieces together for any stretch of time, which is why I think the numbers about this team are so misleading. You know, if you just take the overall season numbers, you don't see a number one seed. I get that. You know, I I totally understand that. But when you have had the group together and when you see things sort of – like the defense is so much better right now than it was at the start of the year. We kind of knew that would happen. We kind of knew it would take some time. Didn't think we'd end up with Zach Cunningham here right? as part of it, which is, was a good surprise. And then, offensively, you expect to have the four horsemen together the whole year. They played 11% of the snaps together. And yet, this team still averaged 25 points a game. Not 35, like you hoped they might, but 25. So there are a lot of other teams that on paper look better. I would say this team's resolve to win 12 and with the different things that they've been forced to develop is what makes them more dangerous. But I, I, I get it. That leads to a question, though. I, lo- I keep you, leading the question. You're doing it's a like great I know job. This. You're doing a really good job. You're making my job very easy. Jerry from O'Fallon, Missouri. What? I know. Is, oh. that, is that outside St. Louis? It sure is outside of St. Louis. If you are f- driving from here, you drive through O'Fallon to get to Columbia, Missouri, and that's where the good stuff really happens. Jerry says, Saturday cannot come quick enough. Do you think the national media will ever respect any Titans team? They have to win the Super Bowl. You think so? You think that's what it takes for – this Titans team well, because, to get a little love. I mean, because let's throw it out there. You win this week, you're going to play Buffalo or Kansas City, and the storyline's going to be Buffalo or Kansas City because there's some people saying that the actual AFC championship game is being played this week in Kansas City. Hmm. That's a narrative. Okay, fine. So if you were to win the AFC championship, you're going to go into the Super Bowl and you're going to be playing, let's say, Tampa Bay or Green Bay. Well, you've got Aaron Rodgers – who's dating the the actress and he didn't get vaccinated and he didn't tell the truth about it and he's a big deal and he was going to leave and all this. So it's going to be the whole Green Bay story. If it's Tampa, it's the whole Tom Brady trying to do it again story. Right. If it's the Los Angeles Rams, then it's the Los Angeles Rams playing in their home stadium. Yeah. And, and OBJ and Von Miller and all of these things that happened. So the Titans – if you look at stories, the Titans are never going to be the big story until they win it. Interesting. That, and, I mean, you're 100% right. All of these other teams have their these big, obvious, nationally right. known storylines. Well, lines. the national people can't know all of the ins and outs because they're covering 32 teams. Right. And that's the part of it that I, I don't ever get so offended as some people do. Now, when you just hear obvious ignorance at times about the team because somebody hasn't done their homework, that's one thing. 
But most people don't, who on a national level, they don't know what all's happened with the Tennessee Titans this year and why Ryan Tannehill's thrown 21 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. And, and they can't know that. The, the stories they're going to know are the ones that are much more surface until the Titans are there at the end. So I, I think that's respect-wise, that's when it would come. But, I, again, I don't get all – I understand why Titans fans get all bent out of shape about that, but I just don't. I get that. Yeah. You're a very zen man. No, so. it's just – I mean, I've covered stuff, and I know a bunch of the national men and women, and they're good. They're good at what they do. And I'll have conversations with them at different times. Our friend Charles Davis always does a fabulous job on CBS when he covers the Titans – because he does our preseason games and he spends time here and we talk to him on the phone and, you know, he, he knows a lot about what's going on with us. Jim Nance will know a lot if we get in the AFC championship game. He'll know a lot of what makes us tick. Most of the national people don't have the ability to know what makes us tick. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. And, I mean. They know Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, and so there's an assumption to a certain extent, well, Derrick Henry's back, so they're fine. It's like, well, you know, that's not necessarily true either. I mean, it's good, but it's too easy. I'm happy to be the worst sure. number one seed ever. I would be, as long I would, as I'm the- listen, I would love to be the worst Super Bowl winner ever, which yeah. would absolutely not be true, but that would be, right. if that's the perception, you still get to lift a trophy and you get a ring. Uh, Yeah. So who cares? It's like being the poorest billionaire. Right. Like, I'll do that. Sure. Right. Pick me. The most handsome man in an ugly man contest. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's fine. All right. Moving right along. Justin from Morgantown, West Virginia. This may be an outfield question, but I think it's fun. Jim Wyatt's britches report is one of the most anticipated tweets every week, which it is, is true. true. I'm curious as to which uniform combination is your favorite. I love a good outfit question. Uh, right now, because of something Jim told me, it's all Navy, which is what the Titans are wearing on Saturday. 4-0 all Navy in 2021. All Navy's my actual favorite yeah. one. Uh, I, it's my favorite now. 4-0. Golly. It's always been my favorite. I think it looks so sharp and intimidating. The Bengals, I think, are wearing all white. Oh. I don't love all white on anybody, any team. And the Titans have really nice white The all white uniforms. for the Titans are good. I mean, they look clean, but they're not flattering on the big dudes. No. Not great. No. But, but the all but navy you're talking looks about good outfits on everyone. Again. I'm talking about uniforms. You're talking about outfits. I'm just saying. Hey, I got to read something here. Okay, go right ahead. Hey, hey, Titans super fans. I like the way this opens. Hey, hey. It's time to show your team pride during playoff season. Share your game day rituals at hashtag LG Tighten Up. Hashtag LG Tighten Up for a chance to win epic LG prizes. Like maybe a TV. They have great TVs. They do. Participation is valid through February the 13th. For more information, please visit lgtightenupsweepstakes.com. Terms and conditions apply. Sweet. Sweep. Stakes. <laughs> All right, let's continue on, shall we? Let's continue on. Let's continue on. Andy from Lenore City, Tennessee. I need to preface this because I know you don't want to let your mind go there, but just for a second, let your mind go there. Hum. 
How satisfying would it be to avenge our Super Bowl loss to the Rams and beat them in their own stadium to win the Super Bowl this year? How I'm, good would that I'm not going to answer that question over superstition, but I will say this. It was very satisfying to beat them on November 7th in their own stadium this year. This, it did this, feel good, didn't it? It? Felt, it felt phenomenally good to do that. So, Andy, let your mind wander. <laughs> to, to that, based on that comment, but I'm a superstitious guy, so I'm not gonna dive into that. I just take from what I said and then take it out further. I will say that for those of you who weren't at the game and maybe missed it for whatever reason, in their pregame, they did a very elaborate, very over the top Super Bowl thirty four, yeah, like commemorative it was home coach max said it they treated homecoming they treated it like it was homecoming and it was it was extra oh it was special oh yeah they really i mean there were sets and there were interviews well and, and isaac bruce was, was there and the, the whole thing it I mean, was it was a thing which, and they wore the uniforms from the super bowl and they yes you know the whole thing was a it was a thing. <laughs> you know, it, it felt good to win that game. It did. It felt quite lovely. So just let your mind. Take from that, there. Andy, and yeah. you can. You probably got your answer. <laughs> Kay from London, the United Kingdom, asks, what do you think is the Titans' biggest deficiency or need heading into the offseason? I mean, they're going to have several needs because you're when you have good teams, you're always going to lose guys. Right. And when you don't have $90 million of cap room, you're going to lose guys. And the Titans don't have $90 million in, in cap room. Golly. I mean, it really matters who they re-sign. And, I mean, that's that's going to be a big question mark. I don't know that we'll know the full need. I would say a position – that is obvious right now is tight end. Right. Yeah. That's probably the best answer I can give right now. Tight end. There's still going to be a lot to watch as oh, a the lot. off season once the Titans stop playing football, whenever that is, when all of that starts to happen because all of the sudden what is usually what feels like a very long early part right. of the off season, getting ready for the draft and all of that, mm -hmm. becomes a little bit shorter now. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to be fast and furious when it comes to having some news. It's going to feel like it comes a lot faster. Well, and if two or three players leave the team at one position, then all of a sudden the answer to Kay's question is that position. Right. We, we don't exactly know – what John Robinson's mathematical equation is going to be. We we had a pretty good idea. They were going to let Corey Davis walk, and they were going to let John U. Smith walk because they needed that money for defense. Right. They needed Bud Dupree, and they needed Danico Autry, and they needed Jackrabbit Jenkins, and, you know, they needed that money. This year, they're going to need money because they don't have a lot of money, and they've been successful, and when you've been successful, people always want your players, but – at what position? We don't know that yet. Matt from Rockland, California. What ways, if any, have the Titans locked down St. Thomas Sports Park to limit outside exposure of the coronavirus as the season progresses? 
Now that we've entered the postseason, is the team taking any extra measures to help players remain healthy and avoid the virus? The Titans have been at the forefront of this in terms of distancing and mask wearing and uh, virtual meetings and things of this sort ever since October 20, the end of September 2020, when that big outbreak hit. So they know how to do this, and they have kept a lot of things in place from a year ago. And I think that's a, that's a big deal if they've just made that part of their regular norm. And so I don't know that they're doing a lot extra, but they have continued with some things over a long period of time. They've definitely been able to get it down to a science. Well, they've been vigilant. You know, they've been vigilant with what they've done, just realizing, okay, if we do X, Y, and Z, then we give ourselves a better chance to not have a COVID issue. That's all of our questions, Mike Keith. We rolled. We rolled. We rolled through them all. Thank you, thank you to everybody who reached out, who sent questions, who sent a tweet. We love OTPQs. Well, we're going to – hopefully we'll have a reason to keep doing it next week. I And love give it. away some more shirts. I'm loving it. You guys are really going to like these oh, shirts. They're soft. Yeah. For and the, they're long sleeve. For the hour that I had one, I thought it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you bring this home for me? Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. So everybody, watch your emails. That is where I'm going Maybe to I be contacting watch my email. you. Yeah, my, <laughs> I might send Mike an email just uh-huh. to get him another shirt. Poor guy. But watch your emails. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will get those out to you ASAP. So thank you for being with us for the OTP Daily. And we'll be back with another edition tomorrow. Uh, Buster Screen and John Robinson part of the show and uh, we'll look forward to having you visit with us then for Amy Wells and Ashley Farrell Mike Key says thanks for listening to the OTP where the legends go everybody knows it's our house fighting for Tennessee making history greatness is meant to be ours now hey we got Titan blood running through our veins